their propositions. They're coming back to you. Propositions. The only thing you can do is learn. This is the Roving Reporter Podcast, Episode 5. That's right. The only thing you can do is learn to use prepositions through constant practice and exposure. The answer seems too simplistic and it does not really help the student from racking their brains about prepositions. Yes, I know that. Theory and language learning predicts learners need to make sense of a new system of rules and exceptions. The more they know how the language works, the more successful they be at predicting the right word, the right collocation and combination, verb tense, or even, why not, the right preposition. The classic triad, in, on, at, is a handful for even the most advanced learner. So here are two things you might want to bear in mind the next time your students get stuck with these simple yet essential words. Tip number one. Why not analyze the preposition as part of a noun phrase? Almost 80, that's a 95% or 99.99% of the time, prepositions come before a noun phrase. Words that come together, nouns with, you know, articles and adjectives forming what we call noun phrase. Consider how much time we take trying to understand why we say on an island and in a country, in the field or on the field, on the plane and not in the plane. Or can we actually say in the plane? Learning these prepositions as chunks or lexical items makes it easier for you and your students to probably do some matching and spiderweb activities to reinforce the learning and of course dilute the focus on prepositions that students often give to these words. That's one possibility. Tip number two. Okay, analyze prepositions as content words. Contrary to what everything we see and learn in the grammar books, in which a distinction is made between word groups like verbs, nouns, and adjectives, or adverbs. These groups of words, they normally express ideas and facts. And conjunctions, prepositions, pronouns, articles, they tend to serve a grammatical function in the sentence. But particularly prepositions, they seem to behave a little differently to what we call function words. Have you ever stopped to think that prepositions often more than once or twice or even three times have more dictionary definitions than even some nouns? For sometimes what we call function words, um, some of these prepositions are very polysemous, meaning that they have several different meanings and they even double as adverbs or as nouns food for thought, if you ask me. So the next time you're teaching prepositions, 
maybe it might be useful to get students to observe what happens to the prepositions and look at them as parts of a bigger unit and really focusing on how the meaning is portrayed rather than trying to find all the possible ways to predict when we're going to use one and not the other because it might be much more time consuming to do the last part than actually looking at how the words come together in the first place. This is the Rofen Reporter Podcast, Episode 5. I'm out of here.